Do you know about James Marsh, the filmmaker? I don't. Let's see. He has a couple movies that I've watched. They're, he's really? made some good movies, yeah. I did not realize when seeing the credits that he had your exact name. I'll he's a director. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's a director, too. I should have known this. Anything else? You ever see The Theory of Everything? That was the movie yeah. about... Yeah, he uh, apparently directed that. Okay, yeah, I saw that, though. Then the King, one. Shadow Dancer. I'm trying to figure out what he did for... There's that movie, Walking on a Wire, I think it is, where the guy walks in between the... Man on a Wire. Man on a Wire, yeah. Yeah, he did that, too. I want to see yeah. if that is directing. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, yeah, he directed it. He's directed so many movies I've watched that I should have already guessed and known. There, there are at least eight in my city that I'm aware of. Yeah, no, Aaron Marsh is actually a very yeah. common name. I did not yeah. realize until Facebook became a thing and people couldn't find me on it. And I was like, great. I like that. Yeah. But they also couldn't find me because, because my name was also Bernard. That was, uh, oh, nice. people look for Bernard yeah. Marsh. Nothing, I don't come up under Bernard. Bernard. Not at all. Okay. I, don't I know, never like high school only it thing. Oh. It kind of is. It is a thing that only people in high school called me. They still call me. If I see somebody from high school now, they'll still call me Bernard. I mean, Bilal's transferred over to Aaron, but yeah. But most of the others, when I come back to Tucson, I'll hear Bernard or two, you know? Okay. It's out there. I That's like right. it. I, I get Jimmy every once in a while. I still call you Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have nothing against it, but just, you know, when you get professional, then you're like, okay, well, I should probably use the proper name. Is that why you went with the professional beard? Beard's quarantine. I was yeah, like, no, no one's going to see me for several weeks. And like, uh, that's the best chance to like get a chance to grow it in so you, they don't have to see the mm -hmm. awkward phase. But I never, uh, I never knew you could grow a good beard. I can't grow a good beard. I didn't either. I've never gone lo longer than three days without shaving. Mm. Yeah, see, I uh, have patchy problems. And so I grow it out until the patches become too obvious, and then I bring it back down and let it grow back out until the patch becomes obvious. It's a cycle. You have a solid, probably the best solid marsh beard. I don't know. Chris has the, like, mountain man beard. Yeah, but that's because he's covering up the patches. I mean, I'm saying, like, when we just get down to the Al Borland of it, you know, like you got it. I don't think so. <laughs> is that is that one of his catchphrases? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, so. I was like, I was like, did you just do that so fast? You just pulled out with the tool time reference, followed me through. Absolutely. It? Yeah. So you don't know what we're here to talk about. I don't. For and all is that I know, an exciting thing for you, or is that a nerve wracking thing for you? Ninety ten. <laughs> Ninety on what side? On the exciting side. Oh, good. Yeah, good, but, good. But it's 10. It's like, you thought you were here to talk about blah, blah, blah. But really. <laughs> but I also didn't. I didn't do that to you either. I didn't. Yeah, okay. I didn't say, hey, prep on magic cards and then not pull up magic cards, you know? Okay. Yeah. I wanted to make that clear because I didn't want to bait and switch you. But I feel that we have a very interesting and to me, it feels unique experience. I feel we, like we both grew up with each other, but also apart from each other. I'm actually learning a lot about you from listening to the podcast. <laughs> that's, I, that's, and that's part of it. Because it's like, yeah. 
I feel like all four of us had very different childhoods than yeah. anyone else. And, uh, and it's really, it's bizarre. And I think it's unique. I like it. And I also have hated it at other times, but also specifically with you, we like went to the same high school, but also different high schools. Like we, yeah. by the way, if you're listening, I went to Rincon high school. He went to university high school, which was a uh, college prep. So there was a lot, just a lot more thrown at him academically, the exact same campus. Yeah, same campus. We shared, uh, the two high schools shared extracurriculars and mm-hmm. electives. Yeah, no, totally. So like, and also because of the, the lunch and sharing the hallways, you of course become friends with all of them yeah. and vice versa. But it was, uh, in the first two years, you know, you would have some of those university kids in your class for a couple of classes. But it seems mm-hmm. like by junior, senior, you, you didn't see any of them. But They just loaded the up on I, a piece. Yeah, exactly. But Jim and I were actually living in different places going to different high schools, but seeing each other every day at school. Yeah. In our own little oddity. And it's weird. It is is, like, go ahead. I remember one of our, it was like a joke was we would just tell people we were brothers and just looking at their faces. Oh, no one believed it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nobody would believe we were brothers. And here we are. We showed them. There we are. (laughs) (laughs) We're still brothers. Now what are you going to do? High school kids that don't talk to us anymore. Yeah, I went to my high school reunion recently. I think that we, I went, you know, so university high school was a much smaller high school. Yeah. So there were only maybe a maximum of two dozen people that showed up to the reunion. Okay, I was going to guess 50, but yeah, so 25. And out of that, I think I talked to maybe eight or nine. And out of those, I think there were like three or four that I wanted to talk to. Mm -hmm. When I went to my tenure, I mean, this year is supposed to be my twentieth, and they're not. We're not going to do it. But when I went to the tenure, there was one guy that I don't remember one iota from high school, and he was like, "You were the only guy that talked to me," and I was like, "Oh no, oh no, I'm the one that's going to make sure no one gets shot today, too." <laughs> like after talking to him for a couple minutes, I did remember exactly who he was, and I was like, "Oh yes, 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 you were definitely." We went to school pre-Columbine, but if I was to nominate one kid to be the Columbine kid, it would be this one. You know, like, okay. and then he went yeah. to the reunion and was still a little uh, Columbine. And you're just like, mm-hmm. Okay, so whatever I had in my personality to diffuse scenarios, I had to do it also in my reunion. But um, I'm aware that growing up with me was difficult. It was an interesting experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to sugarcoat this for me. I have an awareness about myself. I think I feel maybe you'll agree or disagree. You're the one that listens to the podcast, you know, like you're the one that's not me. So you know more about my awareness than I would. I just know what I think my awareness is. Well, I also know I didn't, I could have made it better. And I, and I realized that looking back that we all could have made it better. But the thing is we were both kids to think that we were going to have the maturity of adults as kids now, we are speaking ambiguously, and I don't know how actual in detail you want to be about anything. Go ahead, it's your feel podcast. free. Yes. It's your life, too. That's yeah. why I'm not pushing your things either. Like, we're being too polite. So yeah. when you are saying, because, you know, this is putting up with me. This is, you are somebody who has put up with me for uh, an entire lifetime. I mean, yes you did have no. that like, first, like, 18 months where I wasn't around. Yeah, but after... 
high school, we didn't, we haven't lived together. Yeah. No, I mean, we so, didn't live together after middle school. Most of yeah, basically. Yeah. So there was like a good solid decade plus that we lived together, but that was about, mm-hmm. <laughs> outside of that, we've kind of been tangentially in different orbits, but we would kind of pass mm-hmm. by each other from time to time. But I feel that way with all of my brothers and sisters. Because you look at that, like when I, um, when my parents got divorced, I moved in with my dad and my mom had their other kids in the house. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it created an emotional divide that I'm still trying to get over. You know, like it's, it's still an emotional divide I deal with. Sorry, you're yeah. saying? And I chose to bounce back and forth between mom and dad's like every other day. Yeah. Well, yeah, because dad lived closer to the high school. And so if you need to be there early in the morning, you slept at dad's, if not mom's. You were truly the one in the middle. Yeah, yeah, I was like a ping pong. If I woke up somewhere, that's not where I was going to sleep that night. Yeah, no, exactly. To where the other, like, I was about to, like, not say their names to protect them, but they've all been on the podcast. They've been on the podcast, yeah. Yeah, we're like, you know, our sister and our younger brother both pretty much stayed at my mom's. Mm-hmm. Until like you know the ever the weekend thing that happened for as long as that was able to be alive, and then I pretty much dated that. Yeah, but when you were saying you could have made it easier, what do you even mean by that? Because I'm not sure you could have. Um, well, I mean, obviously, I had no control over the divorce. Like that's that's out of all of our hands. Mm-hmm. But I just always know. That Sounds I probably like a kid could have changed things. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I was a sounding board for both mom and dad as I would bounce back and forth. Sure, you during were during that of process. Course. You were the spy. I wasn't the spy. I was the confidant. No. I didn't. Yeah, but it was like weird. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and, um, uh, we, were, we were forced into adult scenarios early. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I, I could have been more inclusive. Like like including you more in activities with my friends and stuff because growing mm-hmm. up like okay so i'm like super straight laced like, sure. to a fault yeah mm-hmm. and you are much more fun and outgoing and spontaneous <laughs> i don't feel that, that way okay <laughs> but i'll take it you're, i mean you're, you're, the, this is not meant to be a slam to you but it's 100 a slam to you is uh compared to you sure yes Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Compared to the people I was with, I feel like I was the straight-laced one. So, it's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where you've got the the captain who is mm-hmm. just he's the straight man, and then you find out that in his group of friends, he's the crazy joker. Yeah, well, he's very funny. I mean, he's a very <laughs> funny straight man. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, for sure. But I also was aware that, like, in your group, you held court. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you did. No, you held court in your group. I felt like I was always the B player to the person who held court. I mean, still somewhat to this day. And that's the thing that I seem to go towards. I'm like magnetized towards that. Towards the B spot? Uh, I mean, yeah, in the sense of like, so to me, like Cameron Hood was the most interesting guy in high school. So I Mm -hmm. magnetized towards him. You know, like, and Cameron's like. Dude, he's, if you look at my list of friends I've had over the years, it's pretty incredible. I've had some really great friends, but it's definitely like I sit there and I feel like, all right, who to magnetize towards? And I like become like the confidant of that person. Yeah. Well, he's the first person I went to at my high school reunion. <laughs> first yeah, person yeah sure. 
Yeah, I'm sure because you guys so you guys kept in touch the whole time. More or less, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, like, you facilitated like, a lot of that. But. Yeah, no, I'm responsible for that. I'm not gonna. There's no question as to how that worked out, but it also is like no question that it worked out exactly like that. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like when Cameron walks in the room and sees the people, there's like, oh yeah, there's Jim. I've seen him along the way. I watched his journey the whole time, and he's yeah. watched mine. Yeah, he knows my siblings. He yeah. If he's on Facebook, he's probably seen pictures of my kids. I couldn't imagine he hasn't. In fact, I'm trying to figure out if I've sent him pictures of your kid. So I, uh, (laughs) not to facilitate that specifically, but you know. Yeah. Because he knew that you guys were expecting. And so then when it all happened. Yeah. I definitely sent pictures around of me holding your kid when it all happened. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got more likes on that than I did when I shared pictures of <laughs> them. That wasn't the goal. You know, like that oh, no, was... No, no, you're right. I wasn't... <laughs> no, I just think that you've, you're you more active in the social media world. Yeah, but also for the amount of active I am, I'm not getting a lot of return in that either. So it's not like... It's not like I'm sitting around scooping up these thousands of likes of any sort. You know, like it's just like... Which, by the way, was 100% of the reason I thought you didn't want to do the podcast in the sense that you don't do social media and those other things. So to think that you'd also like, want to like, oh, you know, I don't do that because I'm just waiting for podcasts to blow up. Like that's, <laughs> that just, well, it wasn't like that. It was just that there's this fun podcast where you are talking to your friends and, and siblings. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's, there's three of us and you've done podcasts with two of them. So I was like, okay, so. Yeah. So when's my turn? Yeah, well, now, now's your turn. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. I. Uh, but I honestly didn't think you wanted to do it. So it wasn't a thing that crossed my mind to ask you. Because you're 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 the most yeah. private of all of us. You've always been the most private of all. Of us. Yeah. So. So I mean, like, I'm trying to think of when do you think was the most difficult period to deal with me? Because I want to say when I was a teenager, but I don't think that's the truth. I was going to say high school was weird because like you said, we're going to the same place. We're interacting with the same people, but at mm-hmm. the same time, we're both living in two separate worlds. Yeah. Which is also great. Cause we both remained individuals. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's never been a question. I always wonder when I see like families where like all the siblings are like, they're like different clones. That's like multiplicity. Yeah. Yeah. They're all slightly little like bit. this. This is, Yeah. I always say when I meet families, it seems to all of you got 60% the same foundational personality with little splits on that personality. But because we all had like our different childhoods very separately, we were all four very separate people. Yeah, we all went in very different directions. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I think, uh, I feel like Marie's the only one that nailed it. You know, she watched us go out there and <laughs> struggle. And then it was like, oh, I don't have to struggle ever. Which if Marie's listening to this, I know she had some struggle. So chill out. But yeah, no one no one gets away without struggle. <laughs> no, exactly. But if I had to list our struggles, <laughs> oh, just if I had to rank them, Marie's the yeah. least. So, so by high school, you were discovering a bit more of independence and declaring that, and um, and there what were you definitely think you discovered times, that. Um, mid twenties, I don't know. Okay, interesting. Okay, keep keep going. Because I was gonna, I would assume the same was happening to you at the same time. Yes and no. I kept myself in a pretty small bubble. (laughs) 
And I lived mm-hmm. for that bubble. Yeah. Um, but like I said, interacting with the same people that are interacting with us, sometimes people would assume that I was party to stuff that I really wasn't. Mm. And they'd just be like, hey, your brother, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what? Like, no, no. And then like years later, it clicks. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. I have no idea what blah, blah, blah meant, but I guessed five things. And I was like, sure, any of those, any of yeah. those. But you were never like unprivy to that information. You're always, you, I don't feel like there was ever a time period where you didn't have access to me. That's but true. I, but I do feel like there was a time period in which all of my siblings felt like they didn't have access to me. And I probably could have reached out more. <laughs> so. For sure. No, no, I don't blame anybody in any of this, but I'm just saying there was like, I feel yeah. like there was a strange mystique to me and a mystery mm-hmm. to me and even a fear of me for many years. I don't know about years, but there were definitely a few nights where it was like, okay, what's Aaron up? <laughs> well, what's going on? <laughs> Sure, but there's that, but there's, I mean, like, in my sense, I'm, like, thinking about, like, I want to say there was a gap of, like, eight years in between, like, talking to Marie. Wow. If not more so, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, and then there was at least a gap of, like, five or six between Chris. Mm. And so there's, like, you know, like, there was, like, a weird mandate in that. And so, like, ever, like, when they surfaced, because, you know, you wait for them to surface mm-hmm. for everyone who's listening. I know that sounds super weird, but because they live with my mom and I live with my father, there was a divide. And so there was like a, I don't know if it was a spoken or unspoken rule to not talk to me, but there was definitely, uh, it definitely happened. And so then there became when people would come forth, you know, like when Marie would become 18 or when Christopher would become 18 and they would call me, it was always the, but why you guys could have called the whole time. Like, that's mm-hmm. the confusing part. Why did you all wait? Like I was a pack of cigarettes and there was going to be someone checking your ID at the door. You know, like, was there a rule? Was there a fear? You know, like, what did you, what did you all expect me to be like? Um, I don't ever remember anything spoken. Like I, mm-hmm. ever. I, I don't, like there was never a time that I had mom say anything along the lines of like, don't, don't talk to Aaron or, or mm-hmm. don't associate with them or anything. I never got that. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely there is some, there, there was definitely some baggage in that area. Yeah, um, there still is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Part of it's just when you're growing up and you're in school, it's very insular. Like you just focused on what's sure. in front of you. I get that. But it was interesting that it was both like as they turned 18. It was like there was yeah. like a rule. It was like that's why. And I don't mean that necessarily that like she wrote down the rule on the wall. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely for some reason in their heads. It was like, oh, yeah, no, no. I'll just talk to him when I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> Which also led to some oddities. Like when I reconnected with mom's side of the family when I moved out to L.A., they live out mm-hmm. here. And to go and see wedding pictures with the entire family except me. And to be like, well, how did this occur? Mm-hmm. I know there's no answer because no one has one. I've asked. And I was yeah. not afraid to ask. Because even like Good. on those pictures, I ask mm-hmm. and they go, well, we don't know how to get a hold of you. And I'm like, I can point at some people in this picture who definitely had my phone number the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, it's still the same phone number it was the whole time, just in case. 
So it's just like so when there's those things where you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um do you feel like I was pushed out, or do you feel like I pushed myself out? Probably a little column A and column B. I would mm-hmm. pro- I would wager more uh, at the time I definitely would have said more B than A. Like like more mm-hmm. of you kind of venturing out and just kind of like I'm gonna do my thing and I'm leaving y'all behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't feel like I did that. Okay. Um, but I definitely <laughs> Wait, so you feel like it's more me like trying to push everyone behind? At the time, very much so. Like okay, uh-huh. yeah. Like you're 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 spreading your wings, which is good. You know, you're mm-hmm. exploring yourself and who you are, who you want to be, who you want to hang out with, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. What what do you want your life to look like? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of felt like we weren't as much part of that equation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. No, I mean, that definitely, that happened. And like, they both happened at the same time, which is why I asking, because it's like, I don't have an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it has to be both. You know, because it was, no, neither door was knocking. So it's not like there was like a, this heavy evidence towards one way or another. Mm-hmm. But it is just like this, this random, this, I mean, this, I want to say decade, but I feel like it, I don't know if it's shorter or longer or both. Because it still feels like it's still going on somewhat. Well, I mean, we're living in different states, so we don't get to hang out as much that way. <laughs> no, that's true. No, um, and our contact's good, you know, which is yeah. good. Some years we have good years, some years we have bad years. But that's, that's right. famously the Marsh way, though. That is, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was talking to dad yesterday. And I was like, hey, when's the last time we talked to your brother? And he goes, oh, we're scheduled to talk again in 2024. <laughs> and you just hear that and you go oh you know what i can tell you are definitely raised by your father for sure <laughs> both of you are just raised by your father yeah and grandpa if you call i'll call him on his birthday wish him happy birthday and within two minutes he has said okay here's your grandma like oh, it's not that he's pushing you away it's not that he's rejecting anything it's just like he just doesn't talk by phone like just... no he's i mean she's the representative for that household yeah like they definitely it is the representative and that is which is funny because i'm like i'm watching their dynamic more now you know like and it is interesting because i'm watching i'm watching it shift a little away because when we were younger he was totally like the head of the household and she like listened to the rules and now as like they get older and like there's like he's retired so there's not the going to work and that stuff she's sort of become more and more the head of the household and so he's kind of is he's not feeling better you know as he's not feeling well as he's mm-hmm. his capacity's diminishing yeah no of course there's that but it's also I mean, even before that i feel like you know like because like in the last 10 years he's been remarkably healthy for a man of his age oh yeah but even like at that remarkable health level he was handing up the phone and she was saying like oh no no tomorrow we do this you know and he's like oh i guess yeah. we'll do that tomorrow like that's yeah he kind of turned over those reins in his retired years where it's just like, Oh no, no, no. And I worked all those years. And now she, now she takes care of all the business. She's in charge. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I just signed the checks. He became the CEO kind of, or it's yeah. like <laughs> he worked his way through the, 
the labor force and now he's the ceo of the house but she's like definitely like the president of it where she's like giving the demands um sorry was any of that stuff too heavy-handed do you think that was fair that i ask you these questions okay that's fine yeah because i mean like i was also interested like uh somebody once told me that we had a rivalry and i don't believe we ever did a rivalry that's my response to it as well because i was like no i feel like we were both very independent of each other but always had a respect for each other and yeah. shockingly, as much as we still live in very different worlds, we've never lived in the same world. We've always lived in different worlds. Yeah. We've always been able to connect and talk very easily to each other. And so I was questioning when someone said that to me, I was like, I wonder if Jim felt a rivalry that I didn't feel. Not in the sense that we were both competing against each other in any space. <laughs> I don't feel like we were close enough to do that. It's not like yeah. I was in your clubs at school or ha- you weren't hanging in my circles of things. So there yeah, wasn't I don't even know any what we have a rivalry over. I, just, I don't know. I just think I might be just two teenagers at the same time. Yeah. Two teenagers at the same time got to figure that stuff out towards each other. I mean, but there was also things you led me towards that I paid attention to. And I don't know if I did any of that vice versa, to tell you the honest truth now I look at it. You know, because any, I do. Not any knowledge I have of the Beatles came from you. <laughs> For sure, which is how much, how little of that is hanging on. I recognize Beatles songs. I know who wrote what. Okay, that, no, that's that's a, that's a thing. Good, good. I watched yesterday and recognized pretty much every single song. I mean, they, it's not like they were hitting the pure stuff, but. No, but they also weren't only doing the hits. But like that's, yeah. I mean, when you're looking at the Beatles, there's not much obscure left. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the way that works. But I mean, like when I think about like your influence on my life, especially the teenage years, it is the magic cards, the role playing games, the anime. Like, yeah. I uh, I feel like at one point in time in our teenage years, we could have been competitive in speed running Super Mario World. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Although. Were. No, for sure. Although looking at it now, they've gotten so good at it that you're like, well, we got to count pixels at this point. In the 90s, you weren't counting pixels. You were just counting minutes. Yeah, I was going to say a speed run now is not the same thing as a speed run then. Then it was like, hey, I can beat Mario Brothers and you know, Mario World in under 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. I've been working on a speed run during quarantine. I want to have one. I want to do one. Like a, a machine assisted or not? No, no machine assisted. I okay. think I'm going to, I currently am doing it without glitches, but I'm thinking about bringing glitches in to just shave minutes and just the stress of running through levels. But I was thinking about, uh, I've been working on my Sonic 2. Sonic. I, I just always drown. That's, I, I always get to the exact same level and drown. Oh, I know what you're talking about in the oil. Yeah. Yeah, that's the speedrun makes you get, do that. I get lost in there. Oh yeah. But like I can get to the final level in like a half an hour now. All right. Although those people win the game in like fifteen minutes. So yeah. in the speedrun world, I'm not even on the map. But in Aaron wants to impress himself, I'm on the map. You complete Sonic, any Sonic game, I'm impressed with. I mean, they're for children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are for children. So I got to keep that yeah, in mind. But, but there was Mario Brothers for children 
and then there was Sonic for children. Then there was Battletoads, which is ostensibly for children, but is really just a punch. No, it's not. Battletoads is for adults. It just looks like children. Okay. It's like Adult Swim. They're cartoons, but those are for adults. Battletoads was an adult game that looks like a kid game. Because they didn't know how to make an adult-looking game at that time. No, they had to make it look like a ripoff of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. Because they're going to get those sales. But Battletoads was tough. I feel the same about Contra, actually. Without the 30 lives, I don't see how it's possible to complete it. I mean, I know a guy. Okay. I know a guy that can beat Contra without getting hit. Now, I want you to keep in mind, he never stopped playing Contra. <laughs> this to is, this day. This is his 30-year venture. One for each of the lives in the, in the Konami code. Yeah, no, exactly. But it's like, but if you look at it, it's a tactical game. Yeah. Well, what we're going through is really like a recon mission. There was the amount of talking that we talked through, and especially tactical talking that we would do during Contra. A little mature for our age. <laughs> you get below, I get high, or whatever, and the, yeah. you hang left or right. Okay, now we're going towards the center. Gotta go back, gotta go back. I see a thing coming. Like, all of that stuff is pretty intense for an eight-year-old. Yeah, but you had to, because if you went too far... Oh, I get uh, it. In some of the... Like, you would, your, your character would get killed if he went off the side of the screen. Like yeah, it was, yeah, no, for sure. Quote-unquote, co-op, but you could definitely get your partner killed. Just by oh, jumping yeah, no. at the wrong time. For sure. For sure. Um, wait, a couple more questions. Okay. This is because I don't have awareness of this era. Was I a bully... Were you a bully? I don't recall yeah. you ever physically assaulting anyone. I think every once while well, you might have intimidated people. Okay. I wasn't thinking that I was running around beating people up, but I was thinking no. more intimidation. You should have remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was just checking about the intimidation factor. And then, I don't recall ever thinking of you in that context, though. <laughs> all right. Interesting. I'm happy with that. The next thing I wanted to talk to you about was you are now a father. Yes. And everyone says, when you get a kid, oh, you'll understand this when, you're, when you have kids. You know, like you've heard that before. Mm-hmm. What happens that makes you understand things all of a sudden? I feel like I can understand things. I don't okay. feel like I'm out of the loop of understanding emotions it's, for other people. I'm it's sorry, like ahead. New Game Plus. I don't know what New Game Plus is. Okay, on Chrono Trigger, you could complete oh, yes. the game. You, you'd gain your levels. You would uh-huh. complete the game. And then when you beat the game, it let you start the, a game over again. So you're starting from the very beginning of the game, but you keep all the experience. You keep all the techniques you had from your previous playthroughs. You keep your mm. gear. Even. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's like life new game plus because we understand what it. We understand a lot of stuff on a level that Logan's not comprehending. That's of course, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you start celebrating Aimed all these drink, small. Right? I'm going to say no. That's the official party line. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not lost on me. Which, by the way, um, is Dad's 100% answer to is Jim named after James Tiberius. Correct? Excellent. Good. <laughs> so I like that there's that lineage. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. New Game Plus. So but, but, you're but watching Daniel, Logan. Yeah, so I'm watching how him, like, today he managed to buckle just like a little plastic buckle on his seat. Mm-hmm. And he is so proud of himself. And then he yeah. has to do it again. So we unbuckle it. And like you mm-hmm. are celebrating all these small little milestones. And 
every time he discovers something new, you get to discover it again with them. Like, oh, sure. this is a reflective surface. This is my face. This is what a face looks like. <laughs> this is an eye. And like, all of a sudden, everything in the world is just like, what? what's new? What is he discovering? What's he doing for the first time? And you get to kind of experience it for the first time with them. Mm. But with a larger context. So like his first... Th- First time he tried ice cream or whatever. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching him eat ice cream more than I've ever enjoyed eating ice cream just for myself. Is he up to fancy flavors yet? I remember we talked about the first time he was going to eat ice cream and we discussed the flavor. We did. We wanted to go vanilla. Um, I thought that was a shame, but at the same time, yeah. I get it. You start with what's basic and you work your way out. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to appreciate chocolate. He's not going to appreciate other flavors until he understands the base. I appreciate it. Uh, cookie dough from the start. So yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. That's fair. Well, he has been very unmarshal-like, and he's been really resistant to have ice cream, ice cream milkshakes, flurries. He's just turning his head at them. Really? Yeah. How's he ever going to experience the lactose intolerance with your wisdom? <laughs> you need to experience his beginning of lactose intolerance through your eyes. <laughs> that that wasn't exactly <laughs> one of my targets there, but yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, it's like if you don't get the meat sweats, you never learn. Hey, I can only have ever so much barbecue. Yeah, but it's it's just fun anticipating. Like this is the first time he has bacon or whatever, and you're like, let's watch for his reaction. Are there things that you've n- never taken that note of where you're like, oh yeah, we well, just gave him the thing, and he's like never had it before, and then all of a sudden it's like grape juice. Where have you been <laughs> all like- my life? More like the opposite, because, you know, I'm working, and, and, and Danielle's with him all day. So I'll be like, he just had his first raspberry or something. And she's like, no, he's been eating raspberry for like two or three days. And it's like, oh, mm. okay. Well, I just tell me to have his very first time. She needs to use her camera phone more often is what I'm doing. Oh, she does. Mm-hmm. She does. Oh, we have our cameras linked through Google. So if I take a picture of him or she does, it gets uploaded to a cloud, and I get a little push down notification. Mm. So. I'm on the family one. I'm not on your guys' one. Oh, ours is just, just us, but we, we should probably share. Do we not? Are, are we sharing on the family one? Picture yeah. Logan? Are those mm-hmm. showing up? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. good. There he is, my brother, James Marsh. Love the guy. Love him. Love him like a brother. Actually, no, we have a very deep love for each other, and it is, it is great. I love our relationship. I do know that I got more difficult with him on questions than I have with other guests. You know, like, I leaned in really hard, and he showed how great of a confidant he is because he, like, he stuck with, like, the, no, you know, like, we're going to, I'm going to be able to answer these straightforward but also not betray anyone's trust, even though like we're going through all these things. And I asked him these things because I really feel like he is the genuine emotional middle of my life. You know, like he has an understanding of my mother. He has an understanding of my father. He has an understanding of myself from the outside of all three of us. And I'm going to get the best answers from him because of that. And I talked to him afterwards because he had that one response that was like, well, blah, 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 I heard those things. And I was like, you could say what the blah, blah, blah was. I gave him permission to on the podcast. And he was like, well, 
I didn't know if you wanted to talk about your drug history or if you wanted to talk about the time you were arrested for stealing on your own podcast. And I was like, Jim, it's my podcast. Of course I want to talk about it. You know, like if I didn't want to talk about it on my podcast, I would just edit it out when you brought it up. You know, like, and so it was kind of, it was also like really sweet that he did that. Because it was like, he was like, hey, I'm your confidant in your own podcast too. Like, I'm not going to throw your own thing under the bus, even though that's what you're leading towards. And I respect that. I think that was a really great way for him to interact with those sort of things. You know, like it, when he held back on this, it was purely to protect me from the outside world. And then we talked afterwards and we, you know, gloves were off, but no feelings were hurt. He was just like, no, this is, I was protecting you from you in, in this way. Which, honestly, as a kid, I needed much more than I need now. And we have, I think what's great about our conversations that we had, like, directly after this, was that it wasn't, you know, like, we don't need to have the kid gloves on for each other. We can really be straightforward and get to the, the deep things that I wanted to know and get. I love this interview. And I like the way he described fatherhood as a reference to Chrono Trigger, which is the most James Marsh way to, to talk about fatherhood. Um, yeah, guys, that's this episode. It's great. I normally plug their things, but Jim's not really a strong social media presence. He's got a couple things out there that are like really for his family, you know, like that aren't like, oh yeah, if you like the episode, go on to this thing. It's not like he has that kind of social media presence. So just enjoy this episode for what it is, you know, like you got to hear from all of my brothers, both of them and my sister now, you know, like you got an understanding of that. And that's cool for what that is. And then, of course, this upcoming week on Tuesday, we're going to have Stu Thompson. Um, Stuart Thompson uh, is his full name. He released an episode this week called Dandy Man. You can get that album anywhere they sell comedy albums or Spotify if you want to stream it on that service. And we're going to talk about the making of that album and just my relationship with him as I've known him in the last nine years of comedy. So that's what I have coming up on uh, Tuesday. Stuart Thompson... Today, you just listened to James Marsh, and I love him. And by the way, I'm Aaron M. Marsh. I've been Aaron Michael Marsh this whole time. You can follow me at Aaron M. Marsh on all of my social medias. You can please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right... Oh, whether I'm wrong Whether I find a place in this world or never belong I've got to be me I gotta be me What else can I be but what I am? I'll go with the wrong That's how it must be I can't be right for anyone else if I'm not right for me. I've got to be free. I gotta be free.